we began realizing in medicine that we really need to personalize our approach to individuals. It's the doctor's job to keep people healthy as well as to cure them once they're ill. They know exactly what we're most likely to buy the next time around. The use of the World Wide Web as an infinite global shopping mall. It's like the autograph of the 21st century. I'm Erin Shea. And I'm Shannon Murphy. This is Invisible Forces, an original podcast from Jefferies. On this show, we're investigating the unseen influences that drive our spending, our saving, and our global economy. Things like fortification, urbanization, and conscious consumerism. We're asking, in the next five years, how will we be living? Where will we be living? What will we be buying? And why? And today, how can we get it made especially for us? The invisible force we're exploring on today's episode is customization. From how we shop, to what we buy, to what we eat, the world is getting more bespoke every day in almost every industry. And like most things these days, it all starts online. Customization is interesting in the sense that we all kind of expect it at this point. People in the e-commerce world talk about click-through and time on site. And if you get on and you're interacting with a business online, you know, you're not seeing something interesting, it's really easy to click away. And so, you know, personalization is something that obviously drives the conversion rate. That's Cameron Lester. He's the co-head of global technology investment banking here at Jefferies. I got the chance to talk to him about how big a deal customization is within global markets. And he says that these days, we're surrounded by online platforms that are doing their best to figure out exactly what we want and how to sell it to us. The biggest ones, places like Amazon and Netflix, are what he calls closed-loop systems. Basically, every time we buy or watch something, they have a new data point about what we like. They can then use that info to sell us more stuff or shows to watch. So Amazon is the great example of a closed-loop system. We purchase on Amazon, so therefore they know exactly what we're most likely to buy the next time around. And it's not just Amazon. These days, you can't buy anything without an algorithm looking over your shoulder, tracking your purchases, and tailoring recommendations for other things you might want to buy. So take Chewy, for example, in the pet supplies world. That bag of dog food is coming to you pretty regularly. And the more that they're able to gather information about you through add-on purchases or feedback you're providing, the more they can provide offerings so that they can use that opportunity when they're sending that box of dog food to add other items that would be of interest. I think that's a fascinating point that we really do expect it at this point. And it makes me think that it's kind of ironic that one of the biggest changes in the 20th century, 100 years ago, was the creation of the assembly line which excelled at creating millions of absolutely identical products. Whereas now, it's all about personalization and customization. You talked about the use of data in the internet. What role has technology played in facilitating all of this? Well, there's a lot of buzzwords out there, you know, machine learning and AI, which stands for artificial intelligence. But the fact of the matter is, data processing as its core is one of the biggest technology advancements uh, that we've ever seen. Data processing. 
I know it's not the most glamorous sounding pair of words, but it's the biggest accelerator of the invisible force we're talking about today, customization. So many of the market trends we're discussing in this episode wouldn't be remotely possible without it. It all comes down to the ability to take a huge amount of data and turn it into something actionable. I mean, it's it's everything. That's Nick Green. He's the co-founder and CEO of Thrive Market. It's an online store that specializes in affordable, organic, and healthy foods. Kind of like a combination of Costco and Whole Foods, only all online. We'll be hearing more about it later this season. But a key component of Thrive Market is connecting customers with products that fit their needs. And it all comes down to data. You know, if you walked into a healthy grocery store and you're trying to find keto for you, you have a spouse that's plant-based and one child with a nut allergy and one that's lactose intolerant, good luck making that work in a store. On Thrive, you literally click those four filters and everything uh, will filter down. Increasingly, we're also actually asking our members what they care about and then using data science to drive personalization and recommendations for them. So it really is all about data. Absolutely. And there's another industry where customization has always been important. Cosmetics. Data processing is changing the game in that half a trillion dollar industry in a big way. Cameron says that beauty represents one of the biggest verticals on video platforms like YouTube. This is where people are making themselves up. They're using beauty products and other people are watching these videos. And often those people who are making themselves up are called influencers. The result of that is, is that you don't actually have to go to a physical store to find out ways to use these products. And so that opened the door to a lot of online sales of beauty products. Where the personalization aspect came in is there's now new technologies available that allow people to either swipe right or swipe left or connect online with an an influencer that has a certain look or a point of view that then again kind of gives you that feeling of browsing and serendipity that you got in the store. And Shannon, customization in cosmetics goes way beyond how people are finding products online. It's also about connecting consumers with products that are made just for them. So MIME stands for Make It My Experience, and we are a personalization engine for the cosmetics and beauty industry. And our first product is a foundation shade finder in which we extract information from a user's selfie and empower websites and mobile experiences and even in-store experiences into a tailored shopping experience just for the customer based on their skin tone and their unique skin signature. That's Chris Merkel. He's the founder of Mime. And just like Cameron talked about how AI is powering e-commerce recommendations, Mime uses AI too. Not to predict what you'll want to buy, but to perfectly match a foundation to your exact skin tone. That's especially helpful these days when a lot of people aren't shopping for things in person. Right. Post-COVID, who knows when in-store makeup sampling is going to be safe or even comfortable again. So Mime provides online retailers with software that allows customers to find their perfect match based on a picture. And soon, they'll even be taking that a step further. We have a new customer in Australia, 
that is a, basically a cosmetics industry veteran and has worked with some of the top brands out there. And she now partnered with us so that we could help take customer information and have, have people go through the quick survey, take a selfie. And then she's actually going to use a 3D printing mechanism to blend custom foundation on demand for people all over the world. Obviously, this allows for a much wider array of shades and tones, which is something that's become very important as companies are trying to create products for a much more diverse consumer base. Today's brands are much more diverse in the sense of their range of foundation, concealer, and other color cosmetics. Traditionally, we would have maybe only 10 or 12 options from light to dark with only a few different changes for undertone, meaning those nuances in your skin, whether it's more red or more golden or yellow or peach uh, in your skin. So, you know, most recently over the past like two, three years, we're seeing more and more shades come out in production on, on the mass scale. Think about someone like Rihanna, who basically launched a 70 shade range for foundation it was something that's that's really never been done before at that scale and with that publicity from a major celebrity or, or anyone. When Rihanna launched her Fenty line, it was a major step towards inclusion in the industry. A friend recently shared how it could be frustrating to try and find foundation that matched her skin at a department store. There were only two or three options for people with darker skin tones. This is a huge opportunity. If there are billions of people in the world... Each one of us has a unique skin tone and texture. Think of how massive that market can become when it's possible to 3D print exact matches based on a selfie. And think of what it could also mean for people with skin conditions or sensitivities. And Chris says that as technology improves, this is only going to grow. We expect to see personalized solutions in cosmetics to continually rise. And we've seen this successful model with the Bite Beauty Lab where they make custom lipstick. So I think we're going to continually see this as well in skincare. It's not just in the cosmetics industry where getting things made to order is becoming more and more accessible. From our face down to our feet. Insoles are getting an update too. The Canadian-American startup Weave lets you scan your foot on an app and then 3D prints insoles fitted to the scan mold of your foot. Weave's co-founder, Shamil Hargavan, has a funny name for this new trend. Goldilocks manufacturing. Because we're living in a world where what we buy these days can literally be just right. And when your market is the entire globe, being able to give every individual exactly what they need is a huge advantage. And these days, personalization doesn't just extend to the stuff we buy. Technology can also help us customize the way we relate to people, including using celebrities to get our message across which you can do on the platform Cameo. Our co-head of tech banking, Cameron Lester, has a lot to say about this. The opportunity is limitless, right? Cameo is a really neat company because it obviously enables you to get a celebrity to record a video that you could give as a gift. And it also enables celebrities to further monetize their brand. The reason that's interesting from a personalization perspective is, is that it used to be that these celebrities, when they were attached to something, it was done through a formal process using their agent, going through a formal ad campaign. And so you see, you know, Tom Brady associated with a watch or you know, Serena Williams attached to some sort of clothing. But now you could be trying to communicate something to me and for a few hundred dollars, 
you're able to you know, package that with a celebrity affinity associated with it. So the impact of your message to me is amplified and that's about as personal as it gets. I love that Cameron mentioned Cameo. With the valuation in the hundreds of millions, it's such a fascinating platform and all kinds of people are on there. Comedians, athletes, even reality TV stars. Hi, everyone. It's Ursula, and I can't wait to hear from you all requesting your special shout out. So that's Ursula Stolf's intro message on her cameo profile. She's one of the stars of the reality TV series Storage Wars Northern Treasures. And for a very reasonable price, she will record a personalized message for you through cameo. She was initially skeptical, but she joined the site last year at the encouragement of one of her producers. She had her first request within a week. So the first request was by, a, I guess, a dad for his daughter. It was a birthday request. And I thought, okay, that's not bad. You know, I guess I'm always worried about what type of requests I'm going to get. But so far, so good. I mean, I think when I look at Cameo, and if I were to summarize it, it's like the autograph of the 21st century. Even though she gets a wide variety of requests, Ursula really appreciates the opportunity Cameo gives her to play a special role in people's lives. But then you have those ones that make your heart bleed and and where I really turn around and I say, listen, I'll do this for free. Just give me your personal email. I'll send it to you. I know you're probably not supposed to do that, but I do because I don't have the heart sometimes to take the money, especially if somebody says, oh, they love you. You know, they're going in for chemo and please wish them luck. That just breaks my heart. I like her assessment that it's like a modern day autograph because actually a cameo video can be even more personalized than an autograph. Right. Back in the day, you might have written to a movie or music studio to get a signed photograph of your favorite actor or singer. But this is a way more personal experience than just getting a signature. Exactly. So we've talked about how we now get the exact perfect made-to-order thing we want and where to find the right celebrity to deliver a perfect birthday message. And it's not just about birthday messages but about how precisely we can express ourselves to friends and family. But the most important space, the industry where personalization is going to make the biggest difference in our quality of life, is healthcare. I had a conversation with Jeffrey's healthcare strategist, Jared Holtz, about the many ways we're seeing that show up. By the way, Jared was traveling when we caught up with him, which is why his audio is a little fuzzy. Consumers and patients, which are fairly synonymous when it comes to healthcare, have been searching for better treatment options that more align with the specifics of their bodies and their genetic makeup. And companies all across the healthcare spectrum have been attempting to redefine how some of these treatments are brought to patients by allowing for more precision medicine, whether that's in the form of healthcare IT, or biotechnology, we're at a point where patients and consumers are demanding more, and there's been a research and development effort on the part of many different subsectors within healthcare to bring them these better treatment options. Where in medicine do you see personalization becoming most revolutionary? Is it on the diagnostic side? Is it on the treatment side? Where do you think this innovation will happen most strongly? Historically, over the past five to 10 years, the personalization has happened much more on the diagnostic side with genetic sequencing. 
Going forward, I believe that the, the biggest strides will happen on the therapeutic side rather than the diagnostic side because we, we've been through various evolutions of genome sequencing. I think we're finally at the point where that's been fairly well established. And I think that the matching principle to the, all the genetic work that's been done in the background and successfully is coming up with advanced treatments that are much more patient-centric than ever before. So on a 10-year forward outlook, I believe that patient-specific therapeutics will have a much bigger role and hopefully will lead to outcomes that are even better than what we are getting today. My colleague Jared isn't the only one who sees incredible potential in customizing medical treatments and technologies. I also spoke with Dr. William Lee. He's a physician and the author of the book, Eat to Beat Disease. More about that later. Like most practicing physicians out there today, I was taught and trained with a backbone of thinking that one size fits all, that men and women are all the same, that regardless of what our background is, you know, as long as we stayed within a certain BMI or body mass index, we would be fine. And when you prescribe medicines, you know, pretty much the same drugs that come out of a clinical trial that a pharmaceutical company runs and sponsors, which gives you a dose and a mean response. And that's the, what you should be writing as a prescription of the dose for a patient. And very clearly, what I think we've all seen in medicine is that people are different, very different. It might seem like common sense, but according to Dr. Lee, medicine is just at the beginning of what customization will be able to do for people. And as our tools of genomics and precision medicine and diagnosis, which, is, which are still in the early stages, have given us an appreciation at a level of depth about how people are different from one another, we began realizing in medicine that, you know, we really need to personalize our approach to individuals. And even in the early stages, as Dr. Lee said, personalized medicine is already changing lives. Customization can make a huge difference, not just in the treatment options, but also in the outcomes. That's what happened to Morgan, who shared her story with us. She was diagnosed with breast cancer a year and a half ago. She's in her late 30s. Early on, Morgan was immediately sent for genetic testing, which turned out to be crucial to determine the treatment Morgan would need. They were specifically looking for the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, commonly called the breast cancer gene, which indicates a family tendency towards breast cancer, and more importantly, a strong likelihood that the cancer will come back. This type of genetic testing has been around for years now, and is just the beginning of what personalization in medical care can do. But it's still helping people like Morgan. Because the thing is that I would have, if I had the gene, I, I would have had a double mastectomy. And that would have been hard in a completely different way as it would have been a more invasive surgery and it would have changed the way my body looked as well. Because of these results, Morgan was very relieved to be able to share a small piece of good news in the midst of a lot of bad news. She's now cancer-free. And in addition to chemo and radiation, Morgan worked with her doctors to develop a post-treatment plan to help her stay as healthy as possible. Because of all of her personalized tests, Morgan's team knew her cancer doesn't respond to hormone therapy. So exercise, stress management, and diet are crucial. When you think about our invisible force of customization, it doesn't get more life-changing than this. 
Personalized medicine and genetic testing prevented Morgan from having to undergo more extreme treatment for her cancer, which is different from how it might have been treated 10 or 20 years ago. But author Dr. Lee says this is only the beginning. And while medical treatment is only getting more precise and more effective, the future of medicine will be all about preventing disease. Dr. Lee says that it starts with the most personalized thing of all, the food we eat. This is the beginning of a new era of human understanding, and health is a very important part of that. Our DNA is much more than a genetic code, is actually a system to protect us against the harms of the environment. And our immune system is much more powerful than we ever thought. So I wrote about more than 200 foods that actually activate these health defense systems. And it's a very empowering approach because rather than the, you know, guilt, shame, fear, judgment that, you know, has been pervasive in the healthy diet movement, my discovery is that you can take foods that you already love that are deeply rooted in our culture, our families, our traditions. Dr. Lee isn't talking about fad diets. He's talking about personalized nutrition. Food as medicine tailored just for you. It wasn't just ideology, there's real science behind it. And I was sort of, and still am, leading a charge on food as medicine, which is now being seen on Capitol Hill. Insurance companies are going for this. I think there's a newfound understanding in, in industry and innovators and, and academia as well. And then the pandemic hit. COVID-19 made Dr. Lee's research into using food to enhance personal immunity feel even more urgent. Now, I have actually intensified my research to think about how do we use foods to enhance our immunity. And because now we've also been involved with COVID research, we're beginning to discover, and we published an article in the New England Journal of Medicine on this recently, that COVID also damages our circulation in really profound ways. How do we actually eat and how can we use diet to actually protect our circulation? Because after this virus leaves our body, it may be leaving a devastated blood vessel system behind it. And so in parallel with the vaccine and antivirals uh, is this whole new avenue of, I think, eating to beat disease uh, as applied to the greatest health threat of our time, of our lifetime right now as well. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like I have a renewed sense of purpose and mission in applying the tools of life sciences to try to blaze some trails forward to help improve health all around the world. And Dr. Lee says the most amazing thing is that while all the other customizations we've talked about today are powered by innovative technology, the potential of food isn't. It's been there all along. Mother Nature has already created the technology into the foods that we eat every day at a level of sophistication that humans and bioengineers can't possibly hope to achieve in the near future. And so what's interesting as a kind of a participant, a player, and a leader in the food as medicine movement is to understand from pharmaceuticals with a PH to pharmaceuticals with an F, the farm, you know, what is the potential impact of the food that we're having, uh, we're eating every day? That is an area that I think the life sciences is driving forward and is one of the most exciting areas of the future. Today's Invisible Force, customization, has always been around since the time of tailors and cobblers, but it's getting more popular and more sophisticated. 
As technology advances, it's becoming easier and more affordable for companies to produce unique products tailor-made for each of us. And especially right now, as e-commerce is reaching all-time highs as we shop from home, being able to customize products or experiences using tech is even more essential. Or as Dr. Lee said, we're advancing our scientific knowledge and realizing how much power we already have to leverage from Mother Nature herself. And it has far-reaching consequences, from making our makeup industry more diverse, as Chris Merkel from Mime showed us, to literally saving lives like Morgan's. Customization is on the rise, and it's changing our industries in profound ways. It's exciting to watch how this trend will continue to evolve, helping us build a more inclusive and healthier world. I'm Shannon Murphy. And I'm Erin Shea. Thanks for listening. For more, visit www.jefferies.com slash Invisible Forces. And be sure to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to make sure you never miss an episode. Important information and additional disclaimers are available at jeffries.com. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or a recommendation from any Jeffries entity to the audience. It's not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or investment. This podcast is being provided strictly for informational purposes only. Any opinion or estimates constitute our best judgment as of the date of the podcast and are subject to change without notice. The information upon which this podcast is based was obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but has not been independently verified and should not be relied upon as an accurate representation of future events. No responsibility is accepted and no representation, undertaking, or warranty is made or given, in either case expressly or impliedly, by Jeffries as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information contained herein, or as to the reasonableness of any assumptions on which any of the same is based. Any views or opinions expressed herein are solely those of the individuals identified. Accordingly, neither Jeffries nor any of its officers, directors, employees, or representatives will be liable for any direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person resulting from the use of the information contained herein, or for any opinions expressed by any such person, or any errors, omissions, or misstatements made by any of them. Jeffries is not an advisor as to legal, tax, accounting, or regulatory matters in any jurisdiction and is not providing advice related to such matters. Listeners of this podcast should take their own independent advice with respect to matters discussed.